The antidote has been joined by Tyler, Chase, and TJ of Least of These. Guys, thanks for connecting with us. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Thanks. But we're missing one member. Tell me who it is. We are missing Johnny Gore. Because Johnny's en route. Yes. But he's got the slowest car of the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite the enigma. We don't know how it happens. Is he the troublemaker in the band? Actually, no. no. He's He's more of the peacemaker. Yeah, he's the least troublesome person in the band. Then who's the antagonist? Maybe me. And you are? Tyler. I'm I'm also the youngest, so I've I've got a lot of kinks to be worked out. You guys aren't that young. How old are you? Young Um, enough. Chase is 24. As of Friday, happy late birthday, me. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Uh, I, TJ, am 26, and Tyler is 22. Johnny, I believe, is 23. Johnny's 24. He's 24. So we're only even numbers in this band. I realize that the name least of these comes from Matthew 2540, but why did you want to apply that to your band? That is actually a very good question. We haven't, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Let's say our, our band's ministry, we're called Least of These just because we want to, we want to minister to those who are like the broken and the, the beat up and those who don't have a whole lot, those who just feel like they are excluded from, or out, like an outcast, I guess, and they just feel like they are the least of these. So we just wanted to be a ministry that relates to them and can bring them closer to Christ through our music and through our, our lives and through our ministry with them. So you mentioned this as a ministry. So who are you ministering to? Are you ministering to non-Christians here or are you ministering to Christians? Um, everyone that wants to listen. And with the music, the way that we kind of hope that it goes is that um, just kind of like a, uh, like a trickle-down effect. You get one friend to listen to it, and that friend will hopefully show another, and then maybe that friend will show two more, um, and just kind of like trickle it all down. And some of those people have been believers, some of those people have been non-believers. So that's just the the music in general. And then shows, uh, it's kind of the same dynamic. Uh, whoever whoever walks through the door, that's who we're hoping will take some aspect of Christ with them as they as they enter and as they leave both with the band and outside of the band in our personal lives. We just try to reach out to anybody and everybody that we can and that we come in contact with. So then what kind of venues are you guys playing at? Are you doing the club scene? We play clubs, um, bars, churches, houses, festivals. Anywhere we could play, we will play at. We don't really shy away any type of venue or any type of concert. So anybody that's going to open the door. Correct. Last summer, a friend had to drag me off to see you guys perform, and I was really a little hesitant because I was told you were a worship band, and I was thinking I was going to be hearing something boring, but I realized I was wrong. How would you describe the music of Least of These? I guess we would describe it more as like aggressive indie music. Um, We have had people call us a worship band, so much so that we just started calling ourselves a worship band. But our music isn't typical worship, play it on a Sunday morning type of thing. I think the majority of us would describe our own music as like aggressive indie rock, sometimes post-hardcore, depending on how we're feeling about it. When you were talking about worship music, what are your thoughts on current day worship music? What are the pros and what are the cons? Yeah, a lot of it's really cheesy and doesn't really address a lot of heart issues. But there's there's also the good the really good worship music like um, like Hillsong and Jesus Culture that is just, it just you just feel it in your like in your soul no matter 
what kind of music you listen to. It's just it's just good musically and good lyrically. But then, like I said earlier, there's just some that I, I feel like they're just doing it to push themselves out there and not really talk about like heart stuff. Yeah, they're just jumping on the on the Christian bandwagon. Yeah, I know. I know. I Tyler personally have a hard time whenever I walk in on a Sunday morning and I see a Mac set up on stage. I just know that it's going to be a little weird that day. There was one song that I heard one time that the entire song started with like a like weird synth things going on, and then the song was just super like poppy driven. The rest of the songs were like Jesus paid it all, like really heavy hitting songs. I was just like, man, that one song was super weird, but the rest of it really slapped me in the face. All right, I like it. There are some other artists that are sort of stretching the norms. I mean, Dustin Kensrew, you know, X of Thrice, yep. and now he's doing stuff which is really taking established church hymns and transforming yep. them. So what about you guys? Like, do you ever think you would go that route? Worship, but stretching it to the max, offering a totally different musical vibe. Well, I don't really, this is Chase, by the way, but I don't really think, like, any of that stuff's going to come anytime soon for us because we do do a lot of, like, uh, youth events and stuff like that where we will lead worship so we know we have the capability to get to that level i guess for right. lack of a better term but as far as that goes like what tj said earlier you know just reaching out to these people like they're not going to respond to that well a lot of the time and we understand that and that's where we feel like we've been kind of called to reach out to these people that don't really want to you know hear the gospel laid out in such a straightforward way you know, and it's not like we're trying to be sneaky or subtle here, but it's more so like, you know, we want to give you music that you can listen to, that you can relate to, and just, you know, let the words speak for themselves, you know. And like you said earlier, you know, we don't want to shove it down anybody's throat. That's never anyone's intention because that's just not a loving way of preaching the gospel. That's just kind of where we've been at. And as far as us going down that route, I don't see it happening really. That's not really like who we are as a group. That's more of like the... We want you to come lead worship and then play your set. Yeah, we'll do that. But we're not just going to be strictly a worship band because we feel that the music that we play is our form of worship and it's worshipful enough for us. So that's just kind of how we play it, I guess, if that makes more sense than any. <laughs> totally. Well, let's actually talk about some of your music. You released your EP, More Than Conquerors, back in 2011. I was really enthused with a number of the songs, but one that seems to be a real crowd favorite is Filthy Man. They're in it. You sing these lyrics. Stubborn man was I who pushed his hands aside. I don't need your grace. I can do this on my own. Now, with that, were you speaking about yourself or were you speaking to others? I'm going to have to go ahead and be honest with you. That was the uh, lead, old lead singer, Josh. Um, that was, those are all his lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, and he would always tell us that Filthy Man was, all, it was a personal story about his own life, um, about things that he would uh, struggle with. Um, and uh, his prior activities that he was in before he became a Christian. But I know to us, I mean, it's all, it's relate, we relate to it too. Yeah, just being stubborn and not really accepting just like the Lord's voice, I guess. Now you got a new full length, Change Will Come, and you're releasing it on Saturday, August 3rd. Now I thought it was written in stone that all albums had to be released on a Tuesday. So are you trying to mess with people? Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where if you tell kids to show up at 7 o'clock, they won't. But if you say, hey, show up at 7.18, everybody remembers 7.18. That's so weird. And they don't forget it. Our youth pastor did that to us all the time. And we were never late. Actually, I was thinking, like, the main reason we did August 3rd was because we're going out on, are going out on tour starting on August 10th. 
And we kind of had the idea that it would be cool to release it a week before so when we go out on tour, people can sing along with the songs and not just stare, stare at us not knowing any of the songs that we play. Because that's all we're really going to be playing on this tour is just newer songs and maybe two old ones. So that, that was the reasoning behind August 3rd, is releasing it one week before we go out on tour so people can sing along. Cool. And where's the tour taking you? Um, it's taking us through states like Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Oh, yeah, Michigan's in there, too. Um, Louisiana. Are we playing in Alabama? Yes. We're playing in Alabama. So pretty much the Midwest and the East Coast, Not nothing more north of North Carolina on the coastline, but that'll be another date. Wow. So it's a pretty extensive tour. Yes. It's going to be fun. A good 15 or 16 dates straight. Yeah, we stopped with the walking tree as well, which is another come and live band, so we're really excited about that. Talk a little bit about come and live. I don't know if you would refer to it as a ministry or as a label. That's a pretty unusual setup where you could actually download everybody's music just for free. Yeah, um, Come and Live is a it's a it's a nonprofit like music ministry organization that um, they just believe in getting the gospel out and the bands that they have within their organization they all share the gospel with their songs. Come and Live doesn't feel that you should charge people for the gospel and talents that aren't really ours in the first place. A, a man named Chad Johnson, who used to be the A and R guy for Tooth and Nail formed Come and Live and had the idea of just putting bands on there that did that, of just wanting to spread the gospel and just putting it out there for everybody to hear. And um, it's been a really great experience for exposure and for accountability and for discipling because I, really, I don't really know much about record labels, but I do know that uh, Come and Live has been really helpful for us because they really dive into our music and dive into our personal lives as individuals and really care about us as people more than musicians and they care about us more than they care about making money and it's just it's really encouraging and, and humbling at the same time sounds like a no stress relationship exactly the first single off the new album change will come is dealing at the crossroads and it's a bit of a dark topic what was your motivation to write that song tell us what the song is all about well johnny wrote that one so we're gonna do our best with this the whole point behind dealing at the crossroads for johnny came out of the idea of uh, Robert Johnson. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's like an old uh, blues artist. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole point of Change Will Come is to kind of compare and contrast what Satan offers you and uh, what Jesus offers you. And so the whole story kind of walks you through a man meeting Satan at the crossroads, kind of like Robert Johnson did. And, uh, you know, tried to sell his soul to the devil to get fame and status and position and anything like that. And then later on in the song, this person meets with Jesus and like just everything that Jesus says uh, isn't fame. It's not popularity. It's not status that he offers, but he offers life. And Jesus says, come and rest in my love, thus being the chorus of the song. Uh, I'll greet you with open arms and I'll love you forevermore. It's a storyline to walk you through what Satan is really trying to get you with and then what Jesus has to say about what Satan is doing with you and how he offers so much more. How about the rest of the album? Has your focus or message changed between More Than Conquerors and Change Will Come? Um, with More Than Conquerors and Change Will Come, I think with Change Will Come, we went a little deeper into um, just what people may be dealing with, like how our hearts are so prone to other things that aren't Jesus. Um, kind of like 
one of the songs, uh, Exchanging Truth for a Lie, is about idolatry. The song called um, When Seeing Still Isn't Believing is about doubting God and uh, reading scripture, but still always having that question of, yeah, but is did that even happen? This could just be a cool story. Is this real? So different topics like that uh, we wanted to kind of convey through music. Uh, so More Than Conquerors had that feel to it as well. But I think with uh, Change Will Come, we just do we dove a little deeper into the idle hearts that we all have. How are new fans of Least of These going to connect with your band and to be able to buy a copy of Change Will Come? Oh, um, you can go to comeandlive.com and click on Artists or Downloads, and there will be the album there for free. On August 3rd, it will be on iTunes. You can get it on Amazon. You can, you can stream it on Spotify. Uh, we'll put it up on our website, which is weareleastofthese.verb, which is v-i-r-b.com. Our website and Come and Live is where you can get it for free, and uh, iTunes, Amazon, everything like that is where you can you could uh, pay for the album. I believe it's nine dollars or ten dollars. I can't remember right now. Well, let's finish up this interview with a scenario. Least of these has been given the chance to build their own dream tour. Who do you choose to perform with? Oh, um, a dream tour. Garth Brooks and Rage Against the Machine. And Guar. <laughs> That's the wildest range I've ever heard of. And huh. we have more people there. You're going to have everybody there. Everybody. Let's add Snoop Dogg. Then we'll have everybody this there. This is just us assuming that nobody still knows who we are. So <laughs> we're picking the biggest names we can think of. Justin Bieber, Lil Wayne, <laughs> Taylor Swift, least uh, of these. Exactly. No, but on a serious note, I would, for me, just because they recently had their farewell, farewell tour, I would say thrice. Um, I'm TJ. Sorry. Um <laughs> I would say Thrice for sure. With Thrice, I, Tyler, would add Me Without You on that tour. Oh, yeah. Um, that would be so killer to go on tour with them. The Antidote was joined tonight by the Texas-based band Least of These. Guys, it's been a treat. Thank you for so interviewing us. Yeah, thanks Thank for having you us, man. Thank you for having us.